Let's go. Let's go, Josh. Right, check, check, one, two, one, two, check, one, two. Levels good? Are we good? Levels are great. We're in Tulsa, baby. We're in the 918. I, uh, I survived staying at my in-laws, and I am here at Neighborhood Jam, which has become... I don't know how you feel about Neighborhood Jam, Josh. It's become one of my go-tos. I, yo soy, I don't know if you have to put yo before soy. I'll have to check with uh, Poppy on that one. I am a huge Neighborhood Jam fan. So it's pretty cool that I'm here today. Uh, it, it, never have been to the Neighborhood Jam in Tulsa. Never have, uh, I, I, obviously Main Street in Norman is a, a regular jaunt. For our family, and judging by my weights that I've had whenever I go there, yours too. So we're really excited to be here and really excited to be in Tulsa because today is a celebration of the Ref Army in the 918. I wish, you know, I wish we could do this more often, and I, and I hope that with the success of today and tomorrow's appearances and remotes, maybe we can. But there's nothing like, there's nothing like, Driving up the turnpike, hitting that one area in Bristow where it's 80 miles an hour. Let's do this more often. And then you get in traffic. Josh, what are we doing getting off the turn? Did you go? Obviously, you took the turnpike, right? You didn't, have, you didn't take 75 last night? Uh, no, I, I, did, uh, I did take 75 at, at some okay, point. So you went- Okay, so you went forty, or, but you came up the turnpike, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, but did you, oh okay, I see. You got off on the other turnpike before dealing with truly getting into the Tulsa Metro. That's right. right. That's right. People of Oklahoma, allow me to give you this warning. Heed my words for those of you who are driving up from Norman or Oklahoma City. Now I don't know. If they're going to pull some cones and try to make it a little bit more, what's the best way to put it, passable? But, Josh, once you get into Sepulpa and you get off the turnpike, it's almost as if they said, all right, let's tear it all up. Let's let's make this thing. Let's let's tear it up. Well, wait, let's want to keep this to three lanes. No, no, two. No, you know what? Now let's get it down to one. Get it down to one lane. And while we're at one lane, you know what? Let's make it really, really tight. Yeah, yeah. That, we'll get more work done that way. Dude, it is problematic. Now, and again, this has nothing to do with Tulsa or the 918. This has to do with somebody who decided, let's tear everything up at one time in this one specific place. <laughs> so what I'm gauging is you were able to avoid that last night, right? Yes, uh, fortunately so. Fortunately so. How was your trip? That 80 miles per hour, though, is pretty nice. Pretty sweet, isn't it? Pretty sweet. How was your trip to Bigsby last night? It was great, man. The uh, the crew out there, Kate, the AD, is, is awesome. Jamie got us hooked up with the Internet. And so, uh, yeah, no, we had, a, we had a bunch of fun. Nice. Did you uh, – what time did you get back? So I got home a little after 11. So not too bad. 
No, that's not bad at all. You know, I did notice. I, there's a major change on the old, uh, well, I guess what you call the midway now. This is Travel Talk with Plank and Josh. All your Turnpike and Tulsa travel questions answered here on the home of Sooner fans. The ref, uh, you can text in your travel thoughts, 405-651-3439. That's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, thoughts like, what's the deal with still having to pay cash at the Midway? What's going on with all you people who don't realize that we are trying to qualify for the Indy 500 in the left lane on the turnpike? What are you doing? Don't try to pass big trucks whenever you're going up a hill. Semis, what are we doing? But you notice there's a li- little bit of a, of a difference in the Midway gas stop now on your way to Tulsa? I'm sure that I did. It's a loves now. Surprise. I was, I, I don't even know why. I think it was like a Phillips 66 before. But I'm driving my like, what? what is that doing there? I think we're actually, I'll have to check with my, I'll have to check with my uh, insider when it comes to roads and routes and highways at OU Photo Guy because I think we're supposed to be doing a fancy dancy little stop the other way too like if you're coming from Tulsa Oklahoma City anything else we need to add on travel talk here on the opening segment of the plank show on a Friday before (laughs) OU Tulsa I don't think so man how was uh how was last night for you cool awesome fun you know I uh I, I wrapped up a couple of responsibilities, got out of Norman a little bit later uh, than I wanted to, and hit the road and basically just chilled, just chilled. Watched um, watched the Eagles-Vikings game, uh, listened to a lot of previews on the game this weekend, and something stood out. Do we finally have – do you finally want to get to sports? You want to talk some sports? I would love to talk a little sports this morning. Okay. Do you have snap counts like Candy Dandy? I'm sorry, I should have asked you this before we. Uh, no, but I can get them swiftly. Okay. I I heard in Toby's. I don't even know how many things they are. I feel like he gives like twelve things. Um, but in Toby's three things, he mentioned Nick Anderson. I think it was like catching a touchdown or a couple of touchdown passes. And in my in my mind. I thought, I haven't really seen him on the field after what appeared to be a breakout game in week one, right? In week one against Arkansas State, you felt like that, okay, here come the outside guys. Here they come. Here comes Jaden Gibson. Here comes Nick Anderson. Look at his freshman, Jaquez Petaway. And I thought to myself, Josh, it didn't seem like Nick Anderson was out on the field very much. But then I I heard, and everything's running together, so I'm not trying to short anyone credit. But someone said he had 17 offensive snaps on Saturday? That's correct. Yeah, 17 snaps. Are you – now, do those include special teams? I don't think so, no. Did it – I know that we're talking about a game where – how many total plays did Oklahoma run since you got that in front of you? Maybe maybe 70? Top players have 77 plays that they were a part of. Okay. Okay. I got to be honest with you. That blew me away because I thought to myself, he was on the field that much? I was blown. I was shocked. And I guess maybe part of it was I expected him to 
maybe make a little bit more of an impact, if that makes sense? Or, 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 or maybe part of the problem was they were at an inability to, I don't want to say get open or anything of that nature, but for the lack of production or catches or targets, doesn't that seem like a relatively high amount of snaps for him last week? I wouldn't have guessed it. Jaden Gibson, mm. by the way, had uh, six snaps. The The wide receiver snaps in general are kind of interesting. A- Andrell Anthony, 67, no surprise there. Jaleel Farouk, 60 snaps, no surprise there. Drake Stoops, 48. Then uh, you move on down the board to Nick Anderson with 17, Gavin Freeman with 12, and Jaden Gibson had six. LV Bunkley Shelton had five. Okay. Toby had a theory that I, I was, in, in some ways, thinking about last night. CDK, Don King, ladies and gentlemen. See, guys. Uh, I'm not a big believer of holding things back, right? What's the old saying? You stay to win, or you play to win the game, right? Isn't that what we hear? over and over in every highlight and everything that's you play to win the game. I, I feel like that's the mantra. And last week was a game that was, you know, 14 to 11 in the fourth quarter. So I don't, I don't think that you are planning in the fourth quarter against SMU to keep things away from Cincy or Texas or Iowa State over the next few weeks. But is it I mean, all the coaches that we've talked to, Josh, basically told us, listen, there were some shots there that, you know, for whatever reason, we just, we didn't hit on. Either pressure or Dylan Gabriel didn't see him or, you know, not calling out Gabriel. But I I guess the bottom line here is when I see those wide receiver snap numbers and I hear them, dude, that's confusing. It's like, could it be possible that... They're just going to try to continue to pound a square peg into a round hole despite the lack of true tight end depth right now. And by God, they're going to run two tights. And by God, they're going to do it. And if it's not, maybe they'll they'll go a little bit more spread with the wide receivers. I mean, I don't, I don't think, and I, I'm not disagreeing with it because I was thinking the same thing myself, but I feel like I talked myself out of it, that they're doing more two tights because that's not really going to be who they are. And once you get to once you get to Texas and Cincy, and you're going to start seeing it more spread out, right? I'm not buying that they're hiding anything. But don't you feel like it'd be a more efficient, effective, explosive offense with more snaps for, for, for Bunkley Shelton, with more snaps for Jaden Gibson? What am I missing here, I guess, is my question. Yeah, Nick Anderson, Jaden Gibson – LV Bunkley, Sheldon, all of those guys. I, I don't know what you're missing other than that's that's not what they've done so far. Austin Stogner, uh, 67 snaps, and Blake Smith, 25. Can't, wait, hold on. Give me that number again. 67 snaps for Austin Stogner, Blake Smith, 25. Unreal, man, right? So... In, in this era, in this world, where even with undefeated football teams, even with, you know, good energy, good good buzz, 
I, I feel like this team's playing very well. You always feel like you need to find you find things to nitpick on, and I and I guess Josh, I'm just I'm really surprised that that's where that number is with much more of Blake Smith on the field than Nick Anderson, than Jaden Gibson, than LV Bunkley Shelton. That's I think Blake Smith's the best tight end on the team right now. <laughs> I mean, I. I uh, I mean, we, we'll, we're going to play what Joe John Finley said, but, I mean, there's a lot of people that watch a lot of film that don't necessarily think that things have gone really smooth for Blake Smith right now. Or, I'm sorry, for Austin Stogner right now. But we'll see. Is there is there anything to it? For you, is there anything to it with holding things back, with disguising things? Or is it just they're going to try to make this work and they feel like that's where they're the best? Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit, but I would say probably uh, more than that. They really were trying to get the run game going and the the quarterback run game, and clearly they had uh, situations where they had multiple tight ends on the field in order to do so. 405-651-3439. That's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 405-651-3439. The Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Pick up the phone and call us, 405-329-9000. Or Josh and I, very, very active on Twitter.com. At Josh on Ref, I'm at Plankshaw. We've got a good crew of Sooner fans who have already showed up here this afternoon for our, our slot here in Tulsa today. As we get set for Oklahoma and Tulsa tomorrow afternoon at 2.30. Uh, come hang out. Come hang out. We'd love to see you. Uh, I got... You better come early because I've already given away half my stuff, Josh. Why does anyone ever trust me with gear to give away? Why does that ever happen? You know it's going to be gone literally as soon as I get here. It's just it's a it's part of my I guess you could say problem. I'm I'm too much of a giver early in the show. But come on by Neighborhood Jam. We're at 61st and Yale uh, when we come back. A couple a uh, couple of things on that Dion Jay Norvell back and forth next right here on the ref. All right, welcome back to the Plank Show right here on The Ref. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. The, the Sooner Surge guys came by to say hi. They're chilling, having a little, I guess, 9.22 a.m., Josh. That's still breakfast, right? That's not quite brunch yet, right? Yeah, I'd say breakfast. Yeah, you could say that. But I, uh, I went and did a podcast with the guys over at Sooner Surge not too long ago. So it was... Uh, it was really cool to meet him. You can follow those dudes on Twitter at the Sooner Surge and their YouTube page. Josh, blown up, close to two thousand followers. By the way, speaking of the tube of views, I feel like I don't do a good enough job with with promoting Locked On because of all the. Th- I was listening to a little bit of it, and I know the YouTube part of it is such a big deal. But I was I was curious for your perspective, Josh. What what would you gauge? What would you gauge the mood right now of Oklahoma Sooner fans just in general? You guys get a lot of comments. You guys get a lot of oh Darla's here. What's up, Darla? Here. How are you? I'm yelling at her like she can't hear me. I'm sorry, Darla. I'm just, you know me, loud and out of control. Here, grab her seat over. Or you can sit down right here next page if you want. Darla's here, so the game is on. Um, what would you say, how would you gauge, Josh, 
the mood right now. You got people talking like big-time recruiting, ploys, plays, good things going on on that front. You've got mass, I mean, massive energy around the defense right now. Mm-hmm. I just, e- even, even with Josh, even with all that BS from yesterday, I just, I just gauge. I, I've got a good feel about where, where Oklahoma Sooner fans are right now. I feel like, I feel like things are in a good place, right? Yes, and judging from what I've seen, everybody's still very much in the optimistic, right phase. Everybody's still uh, of that mindset, kind of the prove it phase too, right? After yeah, last year, I mean, obviously. There's questions you can have about certain pieces of this team. The biggest gripe I think that we've gotten is they want to see more from the offensive line. That's that's kind of the one position group that it feels like there's the most collective angst about. But generally speaking, people were excited defensively how Oklahoma played last week. Do you want me to raise some more concerns about the O-line real quick? Oh, I, I would hate for you to do that, but please do. Okay. I think the O-line's going to have a stellar day tomorrow. I think I think if you are looking for, and this is, again, this is just the reality of where Tulsa is depth-wise, I feel like where Tulsa's strength is is on the edge. That's where Oklahoma's strength is with the line, right? I mean, let me tell you something. Owen Ostrowski looks amazing for the University of Tulsa. I mean, he looks absolutely amazing. And you also, I mean, you've you've added in, in addition to Owen, you've got a you've got a D1 Oklahoma State transfer on the other side in Big uh, Ben Kapinski, who's really good. So, to me, what I'm saying, and, and Tulsa rotates a lot of dudes. Tulsa's strength is on the edge. That's where Oklahoma's strength seems to be on the offensive line. And just height, height weight-wise, Tulsa, Oklahoma should be able to move the middle of that Tulsa defense. They, they should be able to have some success running up the middle. But next week, bro, that Cincinnati defensive front is a problem. It is a problem. I don't know. I, I have been somebody, me, me that had always looked at win, 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 right? You you win in the opener against Arkansas State. You beat SMU. You beat Tulsa. You beat Cincinnati. You beat Iowa State. And then we get 5-0 and versus Texas. After, after watching, after kind of maybe talking to a few people that watch film and understand what they're seeing much more than I do. Dude, has Teddy talked about Cincinnati's defensive front much yet on the rush? Uh, I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure he has. Okay. so I'm just saying. What, is he a fan of it? I, I don't know how you can't be. It is, it is really good. And so your hope is, you know, times historically, if you look back at some of the best Oklahoma offensive lines that we've had, there is that process of that group gelling together. And 
And we know this is a group that practiced a lot together. But as far as games are concerned, there hasn't been a lot of snaps with those five guys. And now I guess you add a sixth when you're rotating in Everett. But I'm here to tell you right now, between Corleone, between Phillips, um, they've got a they've got a position that they call the dog. Uh, Daniel, uh, I think it's uh, Griziask. Jawan Briggs, Jalen Hunt, Justin Woody. I'm not trying to get over my skis, Josh, and looking ahead to next Saturday and the trip to Cincinnati. Because there's a lot of good, right? It's exciting. I'm not trying to put this this game in the bag quite yet. But if your concern is the, the interior of the offensive line, then buddy, we better make sure that thing is where it needs to be next week against Cincinnati, Josh. Because those dudes, they're impressive. And you got to remember, there's a couple transfers that came in there, right? Uh, Hunt's a transfer. Uh, Griziask, I, I don't know how to say his name yet. I just know he's number nine. He's a big dude that wears number nine. Phillips, Corleone are dudes that have been there. Justin Woody's been there for a little bit. I guess my point more than anything else is I'm not here to sound alarms, but maybe just to kind of just ring that bell a little bit. Raise a <laughs> little awareness. I, I'm not I'm not hitting the tornado siren quite yet, but I just think maybe we should be in a watch. I don't think we're in a warning quite yet. But if that is a concern that you have, then we better make sure we get things right next week. Does that make sense? Sure enough, yeah. Iron out some things this week because it's about to ramp up going into Big 12 play starting with Cincinnati, which – you know, if you say uh, yeah. that's the case for Cincinnati, I kind of like that a couple of weeks in front of the Texas game. I do. I, I mean, don't mm-hmm. don't just uh, get to sleepwalk into that thing. It's time for those guys to, yeah, be challenged a little bit. Uh, guy. <laughs> All right, good. I, I figured Ted would be talking about it. Here's a couple of tweets. Um, <laughs> guy writes, it's not an exact quote, but Teddy basically said if we don't play better, they're going to kick our ass. <laughs> Teddy Spence in Tulsa. Teddy said yesterday that it's the most talented defense OU will face even over Texas. Teddy said this is Rodney and Denton. Teddy said they're going to be trouble. Yeah, I, I kind of uh I kind of got that sense. They are they're really good. Oh, and by the way, here's one more for the 918. He goes, Plank, you don't want to raise any concern. Don't worry. Teddy has handled that pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy, Teddy, beat us to the punch. Uh, I was just wondering because the the person, the people that I were talking to, I, I think at some point Teddy had checked in with him and he was impressed. So, well, good. Just, uh, I mean, that, I think that's good for Oklahoma. One of the fun things. Oh, I do too. I do too. One of the fun things this weekend has been kind of revisiting, like, what, what's the. What's the Judd song? Tell me about the good old days. You know, kind of revisiting the good old days with Kevin Wilson. And we played some of it yesterday. Kevin Wilson wants to avoid everything, or try to avoid all the conversations about, hey, what about whenever you were at Oklahoma and take us back to what it was like in those battles. And uh, to Kevin Wilson's credit, he he answered some of the questions. But he he had one of the most interesting things I thought yesterday about the game plan from Tulsa that we'll get into when we come back. Plus, 
Uh, I've noticed since we brought up tight ends early, Josh, I've noticed there's been um, a lot of criticism of Austin Stogner. We'll tell you what Joe John Finley had to say. In fact, if you want to hear that whole show of Coach's Corner, uh, Coach's Corner it's just about to drop on the on the podcast. We had uploading problems last night, Josh. Apparently the juice at the in-laws house isn't quite what it needs to be as far as the intrawebs are oh, concerned. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when we come back, we'll get into that. But you guys are great on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. So that's next, uh, 405-651-3439. When we come back, your text, we are on the road at a great place, neighborhood jam right here in the heart of 61st and Yale in this incredible complex. It's done blowed up. There's a Starbucks in here. Um, there is a mahogany that's over here. It's really become a cool area. The patio is packed right now. Sooner fans, the ref army showing up in droves, and we'll hear from them when we come back right here on the ref. I was telling Josh this during the break. Good song, by the way, as we welcome you back into the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. I feel like the text messages have been absolute fire on this show. And I feel like part of the problem has been, Josh, it's so much been for our entertainment (laughs) that I don't do a good enough job of making sure that we get them out there like we should. I I mean, sometimes I... I feel like that maybe I rely on it too much, but I also, I also, Josh, don't feel like we can read them enough. Mm. <laughs> I liked this one. That's always an awkward conversation with the in-laws. Um, your internet sucks. Now I can't do my job. Your daughter and grandkids will now live in squalor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen. It, the the great part about it is they. Uh, I guess maybe the best part about it is they weren't in town, so it wasn't. I was kind of house-sitting more than anything else. And let me tell you something. When I say I was house-sitting, Josh, I took that bad boy over. That is now my house today. I've done more, more radio shows will be done out of there. This is now my house. I've taken it over. Good, as but you yeah. should. Yeah, it would be, uh, that would be uh, tough. Um. Oh, gosh, I don't even know where to start. All right, let's just do this. I had mentioned the curiosities over where everyone is, mindset, energy, hype-wise, as we are in Tulsa today at Neighborhood Jam. I mean, I'm not kidding. That was world record time in the T-shirt and hat giveaways. It was wild. Uh, and, and it wasn't just me walking up to randos. I mean, it was people waiting for us, Josh. They were waiting for us whenever I got here. So... I've got koozies and a smile that I can hook you up with if you come by today. I'll give you a good old-fashioned smile. So come see us. We're here at Neighborhood Jam in the 918. And don't forget our pregame show tomorrow starts at 1030 a.m. from Chapman Stadium. And then right across the street, Tyler and Trav will take over from Chicken and the Wolf. Speaking of Travis, where's Mr. 918? Where's Travis at? I figured he'd be here hanging out today. Um. This is from the 405 off our conversation about where we are, why, why we're not seeing as much of the receivers, maybe just from a snap count perspective, for the 405. Does it actually not help to practice certain plays in a game 
so that you gain experience from it and become more comfortable doing it. I feel like this is a big old uh, message board fan debate of whether it's it's better to to hide something and not show your hand, Josh, or to by God go out and do it and make sure you're good good at it, and that way the the opponent has to worry about it. I feel like that. You know, what, what Sean told us, if I am reading from the book of Sean whenever it comes to my, my sports allegiances. Two things. I would, I, 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 yeah, two things. Uh, halftime adjustments eh. and, and, and holding anything back. We've eh. learned that from the book of Sean. But I will say, um, I agree with that texter. I, I'm on team. I, I don't care if the opponent sees it. Let's make sure we run it so dang well. And I said dang. So, Cheryl. Pastor Mike, don't you get mad at me. Let's run it so well that they got to prepare for it. And they they know what's coming, and it's still hard to stop. Be so good at something or have a wrinkle off of those somethings that you don't care if it's on tape. And by the way, they're going to hide this or hide that. There's so much Jeff Levy offense tape. That oh, I mean, what preach. are you what are you really hiding at this point? Yeah. So I don't know how much I buy into any of that. I just think, to me, Oklahoma had a concerted effort to lean on the run game at times and to lean on the quarterback run game at times, and it was not altogether that successful. <laughs> By the way, to follow up on one of our early stories, uh, this is from the nine one eight. Loves purchased several easy go locations in Oklahoma and Kansas where the convenience store is on the turnpike to and from Tulsa. Uh, the turnpike just outside of Chickasha and a number. Thanks, man. In Lawton. Not all of them have been re-branded, rebranded yet. Signed, someone that definitely isn't a Love's employee and would never admit to that because I'm not an official spokesperson. It's just uh, a little different, right? You're driving down. It's like, oh, look. And Love's. What's up with that? Indecisive Sooner. He writes, or she Let's face facts here, guys. Either Dylan Gabriel doesn't trust our receivers or Jeff Levy is becoming an inconsistent play caller. DG has horrible downfield vision or all of the above. All right, let me make sure because I I botched your your, uh, commas and your pauses, but either DG doesn't trust the receivers, Josh has horrible downfield vision, or Mm -hmm. Levy is becoming inconsistent as a play caller. Indecisive sooner wraps with hoping to see some big time changes this weekend, or we're screwed. I wouldn't overreact in, just in yet. All caps. I wouldn't overreact just yet. Let's. I mean, okay, take care of business this weekend. Let's see Oklahoma make some serious strides. As we discussed, interior of the the offensive line, go dominate, go run the football effectively, and based on where Tulsa I, and gets in trouble, right? Gets you in right. trouble at times looking at, uh, hey, here's total stats, and so that's just going to be the gospel of Tulsa this week. But right. it does look like a defense that's susceptible to the throw game. So, theoretically, Oklahoma should be able to go out there and, and get some of these wide receivers involved. So, stay tuned. This should be a good week in the passing game. Um, Wait, did we take our bottom-of-the-hour break? Yeah, we're okay. Oh, jeez. No, okay. Don't panic. I know you, Oh, my gosh. I know you're in a new location, but relax. I, am so, I looked down, and I saw it was 944, and I had the, we haven't taken a break yet, have we, moment. All right, the, the two, two other quick ones. Um, this is from the 580. I want to see Jeff Levy not be so conservative. 
Let's put people away. Well, again, that wasn't an issue in week one. When the opponent stepped up a bit last week, I don't think it was an issue of Jeff Lebby not well what what do we all complain about Josh the third and seven play call right that's the one where you're like what was that and Lebby explained it it was a run he said we thought we got a good look and thought we might get it It was a four down territory and it just it got it got done blowed up in NASCAR terms so when you say you worry about not being so conservative I, I, I would tend to agree I would tend to agree but, you know, there's something that I saw in my, in my notes for the game that caught my eye. And I wonder, Josh, if it might not explain a little bit why you're seeing some of that conservative nature. Tulsa, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Oklahoma had 15 scoring drives of 10 or more plays in 2022. All right, so think about that. Through the entire season, 15 scoring drives of 10 or more plays. But they've already had seven through two games this year. 15 through 13 games last year, seven through two. The Sooners ranked 126th out of 130 teams last year in time of possession. This year, they're 32nd in the country in time of possession. So, getting back to the point that Toby was making today and what I thought was the most interesting part of man we're really nerding out today i'm sorry josh but this is i'm here for it this i I just i'm gonna warn you guys this is what i did this show last night on the drive down so be prepared um maybe part of it is that complimentary mindset Hey, hey, hey hey our defense is good let's not wear them out you know we might not have success in it at times but let's let's make a commitment to running the football Let's make a commitment to grinding the clock. And then in those moments where we want to go fast, boom, we go fast. But that number that number really stood out to me. Now, I, I'm sure that there's a nuance in that that I'm not seeing. You know, maybe there so much for, you know, the minimizing of possessions, right? Well, that, that would show you that, you know, Oklahoma seems to be feeding into it. But is that me trying to look into this too much? Or is that something when you consider the length of the length of these drives, the amount of plays in these drives, could be a concerted effort to play more complimentary football, and yet you know you you know you can go fast, you know when necessarily you can hit the accelerator, but you also now have, I don't want to say mastered the art are workshopping and fine-tuning the art of not getting in situations like you had last year against Oklahoma State. Reading too much into it? No, I don't think so. I want to say yes, but I need to see more. Right. Oh, 100%. 100%. 
Bad news, that was my opening segment, and I just got to it at 9.48. So the show is all kinds of off-kilter than today. That's, that's good. We're on a roll. <laughs> We're on a roll today. <laughs> uh, uh, someone asked, where does it go down to one lane? I, there is a section on the turnpike where they were doing some more. Well, actually, I say on the turnpike. It's once you get off and right near the end of it, and it, it just narrows down. I don't know what they're doing. A bunch of dudes standing around looking at it. No offense to the road workers. I value the job you guys do, and you're all awesome. But, you know, there's a lot of time just where four guys are standing there looking. It's like, what do you think? I don't know, man. What do you think? But I guess my point is, on all accounts, on all accounts tomorrow, Sooner fans, TU fans, people of Earth, if you are going to OU Tulsa tomorrow, I would get there almost ridiculously early. I would give myself plenty of time, and as... One great lyricist once said, all we need is just a little patience. Patience for fans going to the game tomorrow. And then you could come hang out at our pregame party. Tyler and Travis will be at the Chicken and the Wolf. Uh, Steely's going to be in studio from 1130 to 130 tomorrow. So if you're going to get there ridiculously early, why not? Why not go see the Steel Man, or pardon me, see Tyler and Travis and hear them pregame from Chicken and the Wolf right across from Chapman Stadium. Uh, when we come back, Jeff Levy on Austin Stogner, or pardon me, Joe John Finley on Austin Stogner, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Mm. The smells of neighborhood jam are fantastic. Come see us in Tulsa, 61st, right off of Yale. Now remember, neighborhood jam, oh gosh, I'm so directionally challenged, is on the Yale side of the building. I think it's like on the south side of the building of this uh, facility. Actually, hold on. I'm, I'm better on my directions in Tulsa than I'm anywhere anywhere else. We're on the east side. East side of, uh, of this incredible complex here at 61st, just off of Yale. Josh, the uh, OU Club of Tulsa, incredible people. Uh, Paige, great supporter of the show. Chris is here. And they're having a massive watch party. So we were talking about getting to the game early tomorrow right you, you need to plan don't don't be that person right it's not gonna Where work tomorrow <laughs> hey no no listen i'll leave about uh, what one forty-five, two o'clock not gonna happen so the ou club of tulsa has you covered they're gonna have a tailgate and watch party on the tu campus saturday and it's gonna start at 11 30 a.m located just west of harvard near 5th Street in front of the Lorton Performance Center. You know where that is, right? That's right by the Sigma Chi house, where your tailgate is. You better be careful over there. <laughs> Some party bros. I don't know. I, it is my house, but I haven't been over there in like 20 years, so I'm, I, might ha- I might have to go hang out with them. But the venue um, will be a 100-seat tent with a generator, Mr. Fan, uh, and a 75-inch TV. They've got tickets that are available right now. They're 40 bucks and 45 bucks for non-members. Go to OUClubOfTulsa.com. Or Paige and Chris have been kind enough to give away two passes, Josh, two passes to the OUTU tailgate and watch party. So uh, it, that, that 40 bucks obviously helps out the OU Club of Tulsa. It also covers your uh, meal, uh, soft drinks. they got a brownie that's with it. They'll have a cash bar there. And again, for the OU Club of Tulsa, it helps them in giving back and in providing scholarships. So 
Well, man, come on by. You come by, you get two tickets. To Now, again, I want to make this very clear. These aren't game tickets. Chris Plank can't get you game tickets, Josh. But he can get you a pair of tickets to a great tailgate party that you can attend, and it's within walking distance of the stadium. So park, come on, uh, hang out with the OU Club of Tulsa, and they got you covered. Give away two passes to that here on the ref. Um, when we come back, let me see. How much time do we have here? Do we have enough time? Mm, we, got, we got 30 seconds? Yeah, you got 30 seconds. Joe John Finley, uh, I'm going to pass on the conversation about Stogner, where does this offense need to be cleaned up? Come out and play. You know, a little too, little too jacked up. Our offensive line, man, they were they were jacked up. Tight ends, everybody in the core. They really wanted to, uh, you know, pound the ball, run the ball like at will. And uh, you just saw it. Our guys were just over aggressive and, and getting too far on, on on certain double teams or or maybe coming out of a break here and there that you know they didn't do all week in practice. And so now it's it's great to to put that on tape and, and coach from it, learn from it, and, and uh, hopefully go go play better this week. More Sooner Talk next on The Ref.